Welcome to Exhale Bible Discovery. Each week, we'll take a deep dive into the Bible, going line by line and chapter by chapter to discover the truths that God has for us in His Word. everyone, and welcome to Exhale Bible Discovery. We are now in John chapter 3. And in the last podcast, we studied chapter 2 with the miracle of the wine and the cleansing of the temple. We saw that Jesus was just beginning his ministry and establishing his authority. Well, today in chapter 3, it's a well-known chapter. Everybody knows John 3.16. It's a great, great chapter. In fact, you're just going to find this whole book is just simply mind-blowing. But we're going to divide this chapter 3 into two divisions. The first division is born again by the Spirit, and that's verses 1 through 21. And then we're going to go into baptized by the Spirit, verses 22 through 36. So open your Bibles to chapter 3, get out your notebook and your pen, and let's get going. The location of this meeting with Nicodemus is in Jerusalem around the Passover time. So the question is, let's dig into who was Nicodemus. And we can see from verse 4 that he was most likely an elderly man. He'd been around the block a few times, and he belonged to a very strict sect of the Pharisees. We find that in verse 3-1. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, which was a ruler of the Jews. And if you go to chapter 19, verse 39, we find that he was very wealthy. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. At the time that he came to Jesus, he was neither believing Jesus was the Messiah, but he was also not ruling that out completely. He he came to him open-minded, which is how Jesus wants us to come to him. He was seeking answers directly from Jesus himself, and he came to see him privately in the dark of night so as no one would see him. And he asked Jesus three very pointed questions. The first question was really more of an investigative statement. First, he addressed Jesus as rabbi, which that was an honorable salutation as an honored teacher in those days. And he states that he knows Jesus is from God. So he acknowledges Jesus's miracles. And here's how Jesus responds. He uses the phrase, I tell you the truth. And when we see this in scripture, we know Jesus is explaining his truth and letting those who hear this know, hey, he's saying something really important here. Take note. And he introduces this life-changing concept of being born again. And he is clearly explaining the road to salvation requires one to believe in Jesus. And the end result would be that we are new creations. Well, this was a new thought. It was way radical. And it's still radical today. (laughs) So the word again in Greek is called anothen. And it actually has three meanings. So to be born again in Greek, anothen, it meant from the beginning, for a second time, and from God. So Jesus is teaching Nicodemus something that humans 
can never achieve on their own. We can't be born again physically. Only through God can this act of being born again be achieved through his son, Jesus. He asks then Jesus, you know, he's just stunned. How how can a man be born again? And Jesus responds, again, he says, I tell you the truth. He expands on his reference to being born again by explaining the meaning that it's by water and in spirit. And so water, we know, is a physical entity that we can relate to here on earth. But in order to be born again, one must first have experienced a physical birth. That just makes sense. And guess what? Where are we in the womb? We're in water. We're covered in water. The water has to break before we can come into this earth. And then we know spirit is an entity that we obtain when we accept Christ into our lives. So this then is the new spiritual birth that Jesus is talking about. God is now in us and with us. In Ephesians 4.24, he talks about this. And then with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we are actually being transformed into a new creation. And you can find that in 1 Corinthians 5.17. And then Jesus goes a bit further to talk about the Spirit with the wind. He is showing us that being indwelt by the Holy Spirit is a supernatural event, and it cannot be explained with mere human logic. And the word pneuma has two meanings. One means spirit, and the other means wind. It's this beautiful wind of the Spirit, this breath of God that comes into us when we are born again Christians. And so then Nicodemus, his third part of his question says, well, how can this be? He's still grappling in his own humanness to understand this concept that Jesus is trying to teach him. It was a difficult concept, just as it is still difficult for so many people today. And Nicodemus, remember, he was a highly intelligent man. So it's not surprising at all that he posed these pointed questions directly to Jesus. And Jesus responds. He says to Nicodemus, He knows he's very highly trained and that he knew the Jewish laws and beliefs. Jesus is showing Nicodemus that although he was book smart, he was indeed spiritually blind and devoid. And so he tells them, here again, I tell you the truth. He's setting the next statement as to pay attention again. And Jesus uses we in reference to himself, to God, and to the Holy Spirit. And so he is clearly saying that he is divine. And it's a good pointing to the whole concept of the Trinity. He tells us this right here in this verse. So Jesus continues then pointing back to the Old Testament of Moses because he knew Nicodemus was well-versed. So pointing back to Moses when he was in the desert, and this can be found in Numbers 21, 4 through 9, and it's a crucial moment here. Jesus is pointing Nicodemus to his coming time on the cross, that people would look to him for eternal life, just as in Numbers when Moses said, look to that serpent, that look up, that is the same thing he's saying. 
And here Jesus was eventually going to be hung on a piece of wood on a cross like his staff. So next, Jesus begins his dissertation regarding salvation. And this is our beautiful John 3, 16 through 17. And this most beloved and recognized of verses teaches us about the enormity of God's love. He loves us so much, he gave his only son. This sacrifice is a gift to those who believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And in verse 17, Jesus takes it a step further to explain he wasn't here to condemn us. Rather, he's here to offer us salvation, something we cannot obtain on our own. Jesus and God desire to save us, his people, not to condemn us. And then in verse 18, where it says, this is the verdict. Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus in a language style that he would understand because he was a lawmaker as a Pharisee. He teaches us in verses 19 through 21 what our responsibility is when we learn about this call to be with Jesus. Three things. One, we must believe and receive Jesus as our Savior. Two, if we choose not to believe this, then we are condemned. And three, those who choose darkness desire to remain there because it's a choice. You can either choose the light or choose the darkness. There's no in-between. And isn't it interesting how Jesus uses the term light? And as we learned in the very beginning, in the first few verses of John, the light is Jesus, the deliverer the one who exposes, the one who points and shines his light to God. Light is truth, and Jesus is truth. And when we see the light, we can now discern truth from evil. And that is so important as we walk our Christian lives. Okay, now we're going to move into the second division, baptized by the Spirit. So we're going to follow Jesus with his disciples as they're going out to the Judean countryside. And the text says that Jesus was also baptizing others. So imagine those people that got to have Jesus himself baptizing them. I I bet they didn't even realize it. And hopefully later on in their lives, they realized, oh my word, I was baptized by Jesus. But then again, we really all are baptized by his spirit. And when we think about it in that way, what an amazing gift it is. So as we look at the next verses, 25 through 26, they discuss an argument between John the Baptist's disciples and those who were ardently following him and a certain Jew regarding the ceremonial cleansing. And these followers of John the Baptist, they were concerned that Jesus was doing the job they thought was just for John the Baptist alone. They were basically saying, hey, John, that guy over there is doing your job. Aren't you going to make him stop? (laughs) It's kind of funny when you think about it. And very wisely, John the Baptist promptly reminds them that he is merely paving the way for Christ. He knows his role and he explains his role clearly that he is to become less while Christ is elevated and becomes more. What a mature way he handled this. And potentially, 
He could have succumbed to human temptation of jealousy and position, but also these friends were stirring the pot. And oh, don't you know people who are like that, who have wanted to just stir the pot of discontent? Ugh, I see it everywhere. And so this is a great reminder of staying away from that. But then John also reminds them of these truths regarding Jesus, that John is from earth and Jesus is from above, from heaven. He refers to Jesus as the bridegroom, that he alone is the one we are to worship, that the one whom God sent was Jesus, that Jesus was planned, and this is no accident, that Jesus speaks for God, that Jesus gives the Spirit without limit, and that the Father places everything in his hands, whoever believes in the Son and has eternal life. Rejection of this truth results in death and wrath. Well, what a beautiful, beautiful chapter John 3 is. And so I'd like to have you write down these application questions. How do you apply these truths. Because again, if you can't use what you're learning in scripture to help enrich and change you and embellish your life, then it's wasted words. So the first question is, is there any part of your own superiority and your own beliefs and intelligence where you are being like Nicodemus that has kept you from truly knowing Jesus and accepting that he is the Son of God? And have you then been born again? Second question, are you envious of another person's position which could perpetuate a root of bitterness within you? And then three, are you decreasing like John the Baptist did so that Christ may increase within you? If so, how are you doing this? And if not, what can you do to make this happen? Well, let's go to him in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your word of scripture. We thank you for this book of John and the lessons within. And we thank you for this lesson of Nicodemus and of John the Baptist. We thank you that we have the opportunity to be born again. And may we continually die to ourselves daily so that you can emanate from us with the light of Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Be sure to visit my website, drpaulamcdonald.com. Click on podcast and then exhale Bible discovery for self-study guides and resources to support you with each episode. 